the worst moments of our life. Hey, girl, hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of, like, worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition How bad can I be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best or funny. Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. I'm your host, Christine Lakin. And sitting with me, as always, is the lovely, the slightly hairy today, but I'm liking it. I'm going full beard. Full beard. Uh, I didn't lose... My team didn't lose a football game, so yep. I decided to keep my beard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling very beardy today, but you know what? Hello, so, Stephen Ray Morris. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's 2018 year of the beard, I think. I, I think, yeah, it, beards have gone and mustaches have gone from being ironic to just being, they're just back in vogue, you know? It's like the 1800s. It's the 1800s. Or the, se- or the 1970s. Yes. I, I think the 70s. was. I was going for 70s. But sure, Peaky Blinders, <laughs> I can go back back there that's fine i'm, yeah. I'm into it um steven i just want to check in with you uh you said that you are you're pretty tired is does that have anything to do with all of the jurassic park burlesque shows oh. and um parody shows you've been seeing because you've seen two it's in been a matter a big of week. like a week yeah it's been a big week uh for me as a jurassic park fan uh, yeah, there was the Umpo series, which they're big. They're, I think they're, are they based all around um, the U.S. or just L.A.? I actually don't know the answer to that. But they've done like, I feel like they've done Scream and they've done a few others. Yeah. But they, they're doing a Jurassic Park one at the Rockwell until April. And that was hilarious. And then I went to the Rockwell, not nary a, th- a few days later to go to a Jurassic Park burlesque show. That's Jurassic Peak. Hilarious. And both were amazing. And, and not produced by the same people, but no. of clearly Jurassic Park is on the, the minds of, of the people. Yeah, I think the Rockwell has become like a centerpiece for that because Jeff Goldblum sure, does sure. his uh, jazz show there like anytime he's not filming. So right. it's like become... Like a, a, a mecca, we, yeah. In Los Feliz, you go to the Rockwell, which is a great venue, mm-hmm. great drinks, good happy hour. Um, and yeah, they just put on a good show. And what I like about all the shows there is, and you, I mean, I've performed there, yeah. Like, I didn't realize that it was a lot of the with a lot of the performances that they people go out into the audience, oh, yeah. And it's like a full theater experience, yes. Of. It's it's not dinner theater, but it's kind of dinner, a cabaret, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it's like a cabaret space, I guess. But with some of their more like produced shows, yeah, there's always like part of the stage that sort of juts out into the middle, which is really fun, I think, as a spectator and in a little challenging as a performer. Really, because you're like, when I did Scream, we had one moment where so I played a couple characters. I played the Rose McGowan character, ooh, mm-hmm. and then in the beginning, I was also the Drew Barrymore character, and I totally died. Anyway, <laughs> so they had a, a big like baby pool, and I had to step in it, you know. I was on the phone and yeah, I had yeah. the like like the wig on and I'm screaming and uh, they had someone comes and like starts to like stab me right the, the scream guy starts to stab me and some of the other cast members are like like literally squirting bottles of fake blood in my face but people are also like eating their steak tartare and they're like chicken florentine <laughs> like literally right there oh my god so you're full you're covered in blood and then you're like 
and like the lights go down and it's slippery and you can't see anything. You're like, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me. <laughs> oh my God. And you're like, sorry, I wanna, sorry. I don't want to get the Kara syrup like on your, that's a lovely blouse. I'm sure it's from anthropology. It looks very expensive. You're just like, can you well, lean forward, sir? <laughs> yeah. You're like, this is all uh, safe. So if you got fake blood in your yeah. drink, it's totally fine. It's just part it's of the experience. Totally fine. It might actually sweeten it up a little bit. Oh my God. Uh, well, you've had a busy week. My yeah. Friend. It's very busy. Very busy. Very, very lively. Um, Maybe that's why I'm tired today. I think it is. Uh, well, I'm excited for this week. We have one of my favorite people, um, a wonderful actress who you guys would know. She is in the zeitgeist, I'm sure, of your childhood mind. Uh, we have a lot of nostalgic people on the show. You'd remember her from the Mickey Mouse Club back in the day. And then you would remember her from MTV's Awkward and also probably every other Lifetime or Hallmark movie that you've ever seen, ever. Nikki Deloche, thank Hi. you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I was enjoying that so much. <laughs> it's I mean, really it's just unreal. No, just the two of you. Oh, together. Yes, thank you. It's very nice. Well, yeah. I mean, you should do like a live one of these from the Rockwell. We should. Oh, yeah. That, that would be, be really so fun. fun. We're trying to get our live show together, and I think I, it's going to be this spring. But yeah, it keeps yeah. getting pushed because we can't do it without Steven, and he's very busy. Well, obviously, he, <laughs> he saw two Jurassic Park <laughs> shows I mean, in one week. I've got a lot of Jurassic Park things to check out. And he out. does, like, just like you do every other homework movie, he does every other podcast. He's producing just into the night. Wow. Yeah. Really? It's, uh, it's you know, it's, it's a full-time. Do you do one, like, every day? Do I record one every yeah. day? Yeah, uh, I definitely did. There you was used a while. To. There was a while where I was probably recording two or three a day. Wow! Not just like just around town freelancing and doing yeah. all that stuff like that. Yeah, you were the guy. Yeah, he's the dude. That's amazing. <laughs> he's the dude. I know. I was like, we need more podcast producers out there, but also don't take away the work from me either. So <laughs> uh, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, wow, that's very cool. Okay, well, when you get. Uh, well, so, come on, you're busy too. You're like we're, we're in a show, just, producing the show. Yes, like it's you have get a this. Hairy you the have next few months. Well, I was gonna say is Hollywood <laughs> darlings about and that, by the way, Stephen. P.S. P.S. We need to talk schedule before you leave. Um, <laughs> but wait, is this Hollywood darlings in editing right now? Yeah, uh, they're in editing. I think two of the episodes we had a call this morning. Two of the episodes um, have gone on to the network for notes, but everyone's very excited and happy. We had a sort of a strategy call for publicity. What yeah. we're going to be doing? We're going to start um, publicizing the show beginning of April. Comes out April eighteenth. Everyone, check um, it out. Yeah, and you're I'm so actually, good on it. Oh, thank you're you. so good anyway. You're such a you're such a good comedic actor. This like, is the only reason I had you on my podcast, just so you can praise me. <laughs> okay, you. so I'll go now. Thank Thanks, you. guys. <laughs> no, really, you're such a strong comedic actress. Oh, it's thanks. it's incredible because um, I don't know. Like, I think there there are a lot of like really great female comedic actors out there. There th that like I don't know that go, go un like just you know yeah. Like people don't praise them enough. Oh, yeah. Thanks. It's like, I appreciate that. yeah, I've loved watching you. Oh, I so appreciate See, that. See, when yeah. Allah's not here, look at look at look, the positive vibes that I we mean, have on the show. I mean, I just feel like I'm getting built up. This is the best. Yeah. Oh, this is like the best podcast ever. <laughs> I'm gonna have to <laughs> the change best. the title. We're change it, yeah. back next that was week my whole just, job yes. today was to come in and be like change the whole thing instead of the worst podcast ever. It's gonna be called the best podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
I uh, thank you. No, we're excited about the second season. Yeah. I'm actually going next week to to sit and check out some episodes, and I can't oh, wait. Oh, that's going to be, be so exciting! Yeah, we've seen little bits and pieces, just like little clips and stuff here and there. But uh, and it it looks so good. Yeah, it's just a real step up from last year, production value wise. And so you know, as yeah. as actresses in our 30s, the three of us are happy that we look pretty on camera, <laughs> dude. Because that's a thing, right? It is a thing. I mean, it is because like sometimes too you'll see yourself on camera and you're like I don't look that old do I god it's and weird. like I mean I've had those moments where I'm like oh lord help like I needed a light I needed some concealer I need Vaseline I need just vas- smeared on the lens just, just something what's like going on help. under my chin is that a turkey neck <laughs> what's happening yeah I don't know god you can get what? real vain real fast I mean yeah but I am I, I don't know. Like, that's an honest thing. Like, yeah. d- does it consume my life? Absolutely not. But like, I don't think anyone wants to look like on camera and see like their gray hair and, you no. know, fatness. <laughs> fatness. I mean, I don't. Yeah. No, it's, it's, you know, if we weren't in this business, it wouldn't be as I think big of a concern on our minds. There's a part of it that you're kind of like, ugh part of my job to look a certain way and I do at times I do really resent it I have to say that sometimes I just resent the fact that yeah being a woman means you have to go the extra distance just to look normal in the world I agree I mean no offense Stephen is a very nice looking young man but look at him but he could just he has probably, a beard. He, he rolled out of bed. He probably yeah. did a little bit of something to the hair. Yeah. Brushed his teeth and got here. Am I wrong? I do, I do moisturize though. Okay. I just want to on record. I moisturize. Put moisturizer on and that's it. That's amazing. You have no idea how many products no, are I, on my face right no, now. No, I, yeah. <laughs> there are so many products on the face. No, it's weird. I, I, I do. I very much resent it too. Um, and then I had a conversation with another woman who was like, yeah, but don't we just do it to ourselves? And I'm like, I mean, in a way, but which one of us is going to pull the trigger first and just say, screw it, man. I'm like giving up on life. <laughs> like, I'm just going like, to start moisturizing no, and that's it. I mean, which one of us is going to be the brave one that's going to pull the trigger first? Like, not I. It's and I, you know, I'm very good for Alicia Keys. Actually, Alicia Keys is yeah. like, you know, the no makeup thing that she did. I was like brave soul. But also she I'm like, but yeah, look at your skin without makeup. She looks flawless. I'm like, of course you can go without makeup. Well, you know, I think not to stereotype, but I also think that there's a certain whole ethnic group that can do no wrong. Oh, they just dude. have beautiful skin, skin no matter what they it's do. It's amazing. They slap some coconut oil on and like yeah, call it a day. That is not my skin. No. No, it's not my skin either. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask you how old you are, although I will I'll say tell you. my I'm 39. I'm 38. Oh, yeah, girl, yeah. you're in the box. I know. Um, I just <laughs> When's your birthday? January 25th. Oh, you just had a birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. Thank you. I mean, literally just had a birthday. I did. What did you do? Uh, my husband and I went out for sushi with our baby. Nice. Super fun. Yeah. And then, um, and then we had a really low-key brunch. And we got <sighs> a sitter and had a low-key brunch. It was great. That's kind of the dream once you have kids. It's yeah. like to just have one dinner without them. Yes. A month. One meal without them a month is, and we try yeah. really, like tonight we have tickets to the theater, yeah. which is oh. the, uh, my other favorite thing. Aladdin? No, we're going, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I see your face right now because you're the third person that's been like, oh, is it Aladdin? Because <laughs> I heard it's, well, I, I heard mean, it leaves something to be desired. Yeah, I did too. Uh, it doesn't follow the movie. Yeah, that's heard. what I heard. And yeah. that's a real Because I wanted shame. to take my son and they were like, well, maybe just. How do you do the musical of Aladdin with no carpet? I don't know. That just feels like, 
I'm sorry. A lie. A, a lie. big fat lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a VHS of Aladdin. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I'm probably the last person on earth that has a VHS player. It's a VHS combo DVD. So, okay. So to be fair. So to be fair. Yeah. But Oops. still, I, I respect that. Thank you. It's num- and that Aladdin might, is that the might only- have moved up on like the t- the top three reasons why I really like you. That's maybe number three now. It was like number seven, but like now it's that's number three. I love that. I'm just that. like really holding on to old school things. And the only VHS we have is uh-huh. Aladdin, and it looks like shit. But I sometimes play it for my daughter because I'm nostalgic for it. What it's, were a you say, it's a classic. Well, I was going to say those Disney VHSs are worth a lot now I know like, I have a really? lot of they them they put them in the vault and those yeah. like those plastic white yeah the plastic white yeah, yeah, that I, have. Are, I like I feel like my mom's probably pissed that she threw them all away because we had all of them, all of them. Little Mermaid I know. Lion King what like, was your how favorite? much are we talking here uh, I think some of them are in the hundreds what yeah, yeah. oh uh, damn I can, I can do a little research right now while okay we're, I mean, meantime. I'm just saying, you know, if times get rough, I need to know what the hot ticket items are I can right. sell. Because I really don't have anything else. No. I mean, no that's really babies? all I have. And maybe some snow globes. Right. Yeah. No, no Beanie Babies? Oh, wait. No. Do I? I actually think I had, I only had like two or three. I wasn't a huge collector of the Beanie Babies. Um, I had two or three, but my mom did something recently where she just put all of the stuffed animals in a big plastic bag and she was like do you want to go through these and I was like not really and so I think she just donated them to the church oh, yeah you know yeah it's fine I mean yeah the, the two that were really important survived so that's all I cared about there's, there's a little mermaid uh extremely rare extremely going rare. for 595 dollars okay what wow the- wow but what makes it extremely rare I think because it was like an I don't know. Yeah, it just says, and then there's then there's Sleeping Beauty. It looks beat up all as all hell. That's going for four dollars. So oh. yeah, maybe there's some mixed messaging going on. I don't know. Well, this well this uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame is for four hundred. Wow. What? Yeah, but that's... then this Peter Pan is only ten dollars. I don't know. It's okay. a very strange that's situation. Really, there's a wide gamut here yeah. across the board. But if it was signed by you, who knows? Maybe I can get it signed by Scott Weiner. Well, there you go. Wing- winger? Scott Winger. Winger. You know what I'm talking about. Aladdin. Am I saying his name wrong? Winger. Winger. Oh, I Winger. Aladdin's name. I just got to give it to Jody Sweeten. Get her to get Scott to sign it. There you and go. And you guys, I, think I might probably, be able to buy a new pair of shoes. Probably between you, Beverly, and Jody, it, there has to be, like, you have to be able to reach anyone. You can't. Like, you know what I mean? We to some do, level. We should play the six degrees of separation. You yeah. really, you really, between the three of you, I feel like you could probably get to anyone. <laughs> like, there might be two degrees removed, but like. Yeah, we should yeah. play that actually when I have them on. That would be hilarious. That would be sure really fun. Like, you should do that. You should yeah. just do like, like a whole list of celebrity names. And then see how far removed or... Well, my friend knows so-and-so who lives next door to that person. That would be a really fun episode. That would be really fun. That's a great idea. Listen, I'm here all day. Whatever (laughs) whatever episodes you need to come up, we have a live one that's going to happen at the Rockwell and we have that one. Great. Okay. Um, Okay. (laughs) I want to talk about aging for a second and then I want to go all the way back. To uh, to your start in the biz, but yeah. because we're we were kind of on the topic, yeah. Um, you don't have to answer this question, but are you? Do you try to do anything like to anti age? Do you do oh, any preventative measures? I do like, facials, and do you do the I light therapy facials. with the weird masks or anything? No, like that? I haven't done that yet. But a friend of mine yesterday was just telling me 
the uh the that that she did the uh, a facial recently that did the microderm Ooh. and then it did a peel afterward and then they put that light thing on like afterwards and like sat under the light for a while and she she loved it and i was like i'm all down for doing that mm-hmm and I think it was only like $100, $150 for the oh, whole thing, good. which was actually re- like a really good p- price. So I'm going to do that. I'll let you know how okay. how it goes. I want to know. But I have a, a facialist. And the most that she's, she does on me is the uh, the laser, which really hurts. Oh, I've heard that hurts. It hurts. Like it really does. And I only get like a couple of a treatments a year this far because it takes me, it traumatizes me and it takes me so long to like, I'm such a baby. Like I've pushed two babies out of my vagina, but like I can't get laser. It makes no sense whatsoever. Your skin but, looks amazing. I'm literally sitting you. like three feet, not even away from Nikki. Thank and your skin you. is flawless. Thank you. She, I love her. And it was never, it was not ever like it, my skin used to be horrible, like really, really, really bad acne for wow. the majority of my life. Um, yeah, it it was so bad. And even when I had my first child, it came back like it had. I, I took medications like when I was younger, I had to take Accutane. It was oh, that wow. bad. And um, when I started going to Lisa, um, my facialist, hi, Lisa, I'll make her. She won't listen to it, but I'll make her listen to it because I'll tell her <laughs> that I gave her a, 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 a shout out. And it should give you a little um, discount. Uh, she she um she changed my skin and the products I use are all like it's eminence which is all organic all natural products and which I mean I'm not a person that's like super you know I eat Cheetos and like Chick-fil-A and McDonald's um so I I'm not like an all organic kind of person but yeah. it did make a huge difference with my skin wow yeah huge. that's amazing so eminence and um facials and yeah and the strongest thing but I'm not against anything yeah um but I did have an incident where I was like I was sitting around with a group of girls and everyone did Botox and I was like dude I should be dipping into this pond like right. what is go like I need to I need to be doing it too. And I went and I I got a recommendation from two of the girls and I was waiting in the room for the with the lady and she had some her like assistant came in and said, "Hi, they brought in like some birthday flowers if you just want to pop out and say hi." And when she left, I went into like full panic mode and ran out. And like they called me like five seconds later and was like, where did you go? And I was like, I freaked out. I got really scared. And I'm like, like, what's going to happen? So you didn't even tell them? You're like, sorry. I didn't I even just tell them. I, do it. I like exited out the back door. <laughs> like just ran out because I was so frightened. You frightened of the needles or were you frightened of like what might, were you like, the reaction? Never like, use what if I had? Again? No, I like, I don't think that like, I'm just. I'm scared of like the negative point whatever one one percent of people that have like a bad reaction. Yeah, like I'm so scared because I'm always that person right. where I, where people are like nothing's ever happened, and then I'm like it happened, and so I, that's what I get panicked about. And I I'm totally sure it will that. be fine because I will do it one day, uh, but I just have to get up the nerve. I, well, look, I've been very honest. I've done Botox a handful of times. How does it feel? Well, I I personally love it. Yeah. I think it's amazing. All my friends do too. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm like into it, but I just got really freaked out. I totally understand the freak out though, yeah. because I'm also afraid of needles. Okay. Yeah. So how do you get a procedure which How'd involves you? multiple 
multiple stabbings in your face. Xanax. With a needle. Probably. That's probably what I should be doing. You didn't? No. In the last three times I've had it, I've almost fainted. No, literally. Holy shit. I just like choked on my saliva. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but I... I have literally gotten, they start talking to me. I get sweaty palms. Yeah, that's I what get, started happening to me. I get like really like a shortness of breath. Yeah. I stop breathing. And then they start going for it. And I think it's because <sighs> I can't see the needle. And I don't know what's happening. And I just the fact that it's going into my face and my eyeballs, I start thinking yeah. of all these weird, you know, clockwork orange type things. Yeah. And then I get really panicky. And I am like, uh, I start to see stars. That's, and they have to lay me down. That's and then what, they have to go get yeah. me chocolate and orange juice. And it's so embarrassing. I mean, I'm a person that, you know, I would try, I would try it all. Give me like a filler here. Give me a lip. Like, let's do something under here, under the chin. But I can't. I just, I, I can barely do Botox. I have to work myself up into yeah. that. So my, I guess my, um, my vainness, <laughs> how vain I am, <laughs> is does still underrides like how neurotic I am about needles. So I, I don't know if that's a good thing. I, probably it's probably keeping me normal looking because I think you can really yeah. go. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, I think so too. You know? I think for a lot of people, and the, and and I mean, like I see girls my age that have been doing it a very very long time, yeah. and I'm that just went like tipped over into the dark side a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, now you're starting to like not look like a person. I'm nervous for Khloe Kardashian. Can well, I just put that out there? I'm scared for her. I don't, that's the other thing. Like something who? just happened to her face or maybe they're using a lot of face fil- like Photoshop. Thing. I don't know maybe. what's going on. That could be it too. The I don't lips know. Look like but they like, hurt. I just, I don't, Oh, like if you, you could pop them and they would. Yeah, it's just it's too much. And then you have to wonder, like when you start that stuff yeah. later in life, you've seen the women in yeah. Beverly Hills or whatever getting out at a gas station or having lunch. And like they've been doing plastic surgery yeah. for so long. They look weird. Yeah. It doesn't look normal. I think it does like tip over into the dark side if you're not careful. Yeah. You know, I, I guess it goes back to that thing of like everything in moderation. Totally you know no matter what it is like mm-hmm. dip dip your toe in the pond of anything you know right. what i mean but like you know you can't get like so obsessed with it no um, but but i will say that the thing that like like uh, just a vulnerable level about the aging that i think gets to me a little more is like you know i just had a kid and yeah. taking off i mean like listen i'm not saying like i look fine you look great thanks but the like the tummy stuff like that the second time around has been so much harder I and hear that. and it's it's like that's hard for me like i'm yeah. i'm a little vulnerable in that area cuz i'm like i am older i'm 38 years old and it's a little bit more difficult to take it off and it's like not going away it's just like the skin is just kind of like <laughs> hanging there and like my husband was like wanting to have sex the other night and i was like well just let me like let me just turn away from you <laughs> Like not, and not that he cares, but I was just like, did you have to like see what's happening in my tummy region to have sex with me? And he didn't. He didn't need to see it. He was fine. He was like, yeah, you can turn around. We can do do that. But I mean, I yeah, I um, that makes me really vulnerable. Like with the aging. Thing. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I am right there with you. I've something happened where like before I got pregnant, man, I felt like I was on fire. Like I felt. 
like great about myself. I felt super like I was in this, you know, new relation, new marriage. We were like newlyweds. It was like hot to trot yeah. all the time, you know, got pregnant. As I got bigger and bigger, I felt just more like maternal oh. and yes, and also exhausted and also just like a blimp, Yeah, right? Yeah. And then after I had the baby, certainly nothing was going near anything down there. Like, no, 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 no. No. <laughs> I was in a lot of pain for a while. Me too. And then there was this whole other part that happened that I feel like maybe women don't talk about, or at least I haven't heard as much, but... um there was something that like happened psychologically to me yeah. where I was now taking care of this tiny baby and it was like I just kind of separated the sexual side of me altogether. I'm sure oh, it, yeah. there's something to do with breastfeeding and yeah. the fact that your body is being utilized to protect and nourish a child. And, and also, I don't want to have another one of these like this that yes. soon after. I'm traumatized a little bit so by how like, little sleep I'm getting. On, on, an, on a conscious or maybe unconscious level, you're like, stay away from me until I can like fully recuperate from yeah. what just happened. Yes. So that it doesn't happen again. It just, and you start <laughs> to feel like mom. I don't know. Yeah. You just feel like a different version mm -hmm. of yourself and it's hard to sort of get back to that. It's very hard. Feeling, you yeah. know, I don't know. Feeling well, it's really very like true because like your boobs are, you know, are in a kid's mouth. Half the, I mean, like I was doing that right before I came here and it does take a while to get back into the like sex sexy part of you because you don't own your body anymore yeah. for a while, like until they're finished doing that. And then you're like, okay, now I have my body back a little bit. Now let's see if I can get it back in shape. And it really hit me hard with this second one because of what we went through. Um, can you, would you tell yeah. our listeners about so that? So when my kid was like five days old, we had, um, Bennett is now, four months I'll preface all of this with saying like there's a great ending um but he's four months and when he was five days old he had open heart surgery he had four major things wrong with his heart like he had to have like a huge major overhaul and um so it was really traumatic and it was very scary and we were in the hospital for a while afterwards and even when we got home it was like continued to be scary something one day something would go wrong with the oxygen machine the next day it was like his incision got infected it was just it was a lot oh, um it was a lot and then i mean you know any parent out there like when 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 you're faced with like you know life or death when it comes to your kid like that's the worst nightmare you know yeah. you so it was very traumatizing so for me getting back in the saddle sexually this time around has been even harder. I'm sure. Because my first pregnancy, I had extraordinary postpartum. And then this one, we went through open heart surgery. So I have had, my journey to motherhood has been very, very, very difficult. Yes. Um, and so my husband's like, you want to have sex? I'm like, no! <laughs> That's what got me into the Never dark again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I get it. It's a very guttural reaction. And it's like, I want to, I want to connect with you on that level. But like, I emotionally just cannot. Yeah. You know? I also just want to watch Netflix. No chilling. Mm, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I get that. That's, you know, you know, it, it's, um, it's interesting. Cause you, when you get married or you find the person that you want, you know, you want to have kids with, yeah. it's all just a dream in your head of what it's going to be like. <laughs> and then you do it and there's no take backs. 
Like, (laughs) you know, you're in it now. And it may or may not be living up to whatever you thought that dream was all the time. Because that's, you know, that's not even rational or reasonable. But, um... But it's it's just so much infinitely harder than you yeah. actually think it's going to be. But it's also so much infinitely better. It is. In so many ways. It really is. Like having kids is the most important thing I will ever do in my life. Like I know that 100%. But also like it gets real, real fast. Yeah. Like George is almost two. And we're at that stage now where I, I'm starting to see what people call like the terrible twos. She's very sweet, but she's very, she's getting very picky. Yeah. About what she wants and she wants it now and she has no patience yep. for anything. And it's yep. a lot of demanding and it's just very tough. It hurts my feelings. Like my two year old shouldn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> but when I say things like I, when I make things for her or I say, do you want this? No, no, no. And no, you're a really no. good cook. Thank you. Um, you should tell her that. Uh, but I really try, you know, and it's, um, yeah, man, it, they can, they can really, I feel like she hurt my husband's feelings really bad this morning. This is the problem. Oh, no. When I'm not home and it's just the two of them, yeah. things are great. When I am home and it's just the two of us, things are great. When we're both home, she only wants me still. So mm. I don't ever get a break unless I'm not in the house. Or I'm That's working, tough. And it's hard. That's really tough. Because Brandon wants to help. He wants to say, come on, let's come in here and play. And she goes, no, 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 mommy. As if like, you know, it, something horrible has happened and like runs into the other room. I'm, I'm right here, you know. So we're in that stage. And yeah, that's yeah, really it's, tough. It's hard. It's hard because... It makes the, him feel bad. Yeah, I know. know. He's trying his best. If it makes you feel any better, I think that that's the case for most people. <laughs> like for a while, yeah. I think, you know. I'm going to make him listen to this because maybe that'll make him feel better. They want mommies for a very long time. Yeah. You know, my my son and my husband just went, they went to the Super Bowl. But oh, yeah. Okay. I know our husbands are. So our husbands are both from. Um, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brandon, Wisconsin, but he, he favors Minnesota for sports. Yeah. Um, Because he was raised right on the border. Yeah. And unfortunately, yes, our team did not get in. But it's the worst game. So Brandon's home shaving his beard, um, crying in his nachos. Your husband (laughs) had tickets to the Super Bowl and went. He went. Yeah. And took your son. Well, and they had this amazing like guys weekend. It was really, really sweet. And it did shift things like, you know, seeing now and this morning, my son like ran up and like threw his arms around Ryan and they were so lovey-dovey. And I was like, oh, that I'm that it shifted something yeah. with the two of them, and I was like, "That's nice, like That's great, yeah." So I don't have to be the only person because yes. that was the same situation for me. Too. Well, I decided my girlfriend uh, wrote me a couple weeks ago. We used to do girls' trips all the time before we had babies, <sighs> and they were the best. I and it's been miss, a long I time. I really miss girls' trips. I know I do too. Yeah. And so she writes me. Her kids are a little older now, and she writes me. She's like, "Might be a long shot." But what do you think? Beginning of You're March. Like, yes. Yeah, I was like, what is it? What is it? What is she going to say? <laughs> She's like, beginning of March, buttermilk, Aspen, get yourself there. The place is on me. And what? I was like, I-, I couldn't type yes fast enough. Yeah. And then I was like, um, I, mean, <laughs> I, I guess like I have after, to run it by yeah. my husband. But uh, but yeah, hold on. Yes. Yeah. But yes. I guess oh, I'm there. You're doing a girl So trip. I'm going. I cashed in the miles, man. I am That's there. so exciting. So three nights. And I hope that I know it's going to be a little difficult for him, like it always is. I told him he should find three nights somewhere down the line 
in the summer him. and he should go and do a camping yeah. trip with his guys or whatever he wants to do. Yeah. And um, so I'm I'm really, I'm like really needing it. I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. And I hope that it, it's Is this it's the first one since? This is, yeah, I've done like an overnight in Santa yeah. Barbara. I yeah. did that with a friend. Um, Not the same. And not the same. Not like a a trip. Yeah, trip. Yeah. Yeah. So Oh, I'm excited for you. Thank you. That's I'm excited awesome. for you too. I know. So then my I said, you know, go and find something that you want to do. We have some Southwest miles. You yeah. could go visit a friend, whatever you want to do. I come home the other day and Brandon is literally looking up all inclusive Oh God. Sorry. All inclusive three day trips to Mexico. I went, hmm. Okay. Who are you going? To Mexico with. He's like, I don't know. Is it weird if I go alone? I go, yes. You're going to look like a serial killer. Like you're just down there to find people and kill them. You cannot go to Mexico alone. That's so bizarre. And also, what? Like, what? He's like, it's so weird. He's like sandals. He's just by it's himself. so like, weird. I was like, maybe if he goes surfing or something. But Yeah, no, he doesn't surf. <laughs> You're like, she's like, he doesn't actually do anything. So it would just be him laying by the pool. Being a creeper. Ha- having cocktails. <laughs> like, just like, he's so obsessed with the idea of going somewhere tropical, which I totally vibe. I get right. it. Go to Costa Rica. That's, you go hiking and but that's also so so different than just going to where where was it i'm going to aspen yeah it's just very different than going to like like aspen for like so it's sort of like a couple of nights it's like i'm going out of the country (laughs) for so random he's like what about tijuana i'm like no you're like i'm like you're gonna no everything it's a dateline episode everything's a dateline episode in my mind right i'm like you're gonna go down there i mean like we have a small child i don't need you getting into trouble i don't know what's gonna happen i just he's like what do you mean he's like i can handle myself but also like how did that turn into how did (laughs) hey why don't you take a couple of days with like for yourself in the future turn into i'm gonna get online right now (laughs) and start looking up three-day delta vacations to cabo san lucas it's like hostile stabbing in Uh, cabo Exactly. He's like, that's where I'm going. I was kind of thinking like maybe you go to Joshua Tree with a with a dude friend, or and maybe a camper. you in a camper, or maybe you you know go up, you find a campsite, and you guys like rough it out, or go to Vegas. You have a friend that lives there. Oh, go to Vegas for a couple nights. Go with him. Yeah, they. Uh, we need to get them together. My husband is obsessed with Vegas. Oh, and Brandon all I want to it. do is just like eat. Drink alcohol and I live at the spa. By the pool. Yeah, yeah. I, ju- I don't. I, I don't like to gamble. I don't like want to do any of that stuff. Me I, I literally just want to, yeah, drink, lay by the pool, too. and go to spa. Oh, we should go to Vegas sometime. I'm really good in Vegas. That's all I do. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna have to plan that. 2020. We'll just give ourselves some time. We'll plan it. We'll go. We'll do it. Yes. Save up your miles now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we gotta. Get, I need to get him some more guy friends. I've got to, I've got to, there, there needs to be like a dude app for other dude friends to find like, if you're a dad, yeah. like dad dude, yeah. that's a great name. I coined it right now. Get online. See if anyone no, owns it. I was going to say it should be duder minus duder. the E. So it's like Tinder, grinder. Yes. Duder. That that's <laughs> awesome. Round. Good. I'm going to see if we register it right now. Okay. okay. Cause there just isn't enough Deuter. for for you That's know. That's really funny, actually. Cause he stays at home half the time, and I stay home half the time. He needs outlets. I've got outlets. I he know. Doesn't have... I do too. I I love my girlfriends, and I can't get out with them enough. Yeah. And I you got I, friends like, with kids. You guys can get together. Yeah. You can commiserate. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, he's just like, sometimes I feel like rocking himself into a corner, you know, watching her like try to climb into a water table. Like we've got to, we got to help him friends. out. You, really and truly, that's a great name, Duder. Duder. I don't think anybody has it right now. Oh my gosh. I just came it. up with a great idea. You po- did. Silicon Valley, here, here, here Christine come. comes. <laughs> all right. I want to rewind all the way back now. I'm doing this totally yeah, in reverse. Um, no. By the way, are you hungry? Do you want a snack? No. Oh, yes, actually. I would like a snack. I'm, I love snacks. Okay. Uh, because in the kitchen, there's a whole thing. I want to talk about snacks just for a second. We are sponsored this week by RX Bar. Those RX are delicious. Bar. Do you, you've ever you've had them before? I ate one yesterday. Seriously? Yeah, I ate the mint one yesterday. Ooh, I like the sea salt ones. It's personally. my favorite. The sea salt's my favorite. Yeah, the sea salt's my favorite too. I ate one on the way here. Oh, perfect on the go. You know, you just grabbed it and it was like, well, I'm driving. It's safe. Yes. And didn't you say to me that you feel like, even though it might not be necessarily what they're making the bars for, you feel like it would be really good, maybe warmed up with some ice cream, Ooh, like a yeah. pizuki. Yeah. Oh, right? <laughs> Pizukis are right? so good. Because they're, they're firm and they're made out of like, you can literally yeah. see all the ingredients on the package. That's what I love. Throw some ice cream on top. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free. RX bars come in 11 delicious flavor varieties. I really like the sea salt ones, as I already said. Um, There's no added sugar. There's no artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, fillers. The egg white is the protein. I know. It sounds like, huh? But apparently egg white is a very easy protein for your body to absorb. The more you know. Who knew? It's great because I have so many friends in Hollywood that are always on... Diet random cakes. diets yeah and every time they come over you know you've got to be kind of conscious of that of what you have you in your covered house. all the bases i feel like it's really easy with rx just bars. throw them in rx bar yeah. yeah hey man you can't no one can object to that no you know pre audition throw them in rx bar that's right um but yeah you guys uh it's awesome. They are our sponsor this week. I really do like them. Um, all of the ingredients are right on the label. It's um, it's one of my it's one of my favorite new bars. So, and I I always stick one or two in my purse. I've got one in my car. You guys can get twenty five percent off your first order. Do rxbar.com backslash worst. Uh, do it because it's amazing. And you can go to our Instagram and I'll have all the info up there too. So I'm going to get you one of those. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Awesome. Okay. And we're back. Uh, Nikki, um, I want to go a little bit backwards now and talk about the beginnings of your career. So you started, your first major thing was Mickey Mouse Club. It was. Yeah. And what was that experience like getting that? How old were you? Had you been doing stuff before? Yeah, I was doing stuff before. I mean, like, you know, not national television, but commercials. I was in New York doing theater, uh, modeling. I did stuff like that. I started when I was about six or seven, I want to say. Okay. Um, but like Mickey Mouse Club was the first like big thing I did. Um, it was incredible. I was 12 and um, the casting process was insane, but I didn't know any different because, you know, you're a kid. And you'd been and, on the hard <laughs> streets of New York City, pounding yeah. the pavement. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it was, yeah, I went to Jacksonville, Florida, and I did my first audition, and then I had a call back in Atlanta. And then after that, they did what was called a casting camp in Orlando. Right. Um, where there was like 24 of us. Uh, so... Uh, 
that was pretty wild. Um, it's so crazy because we've had a few former Mouseketeers on the show. Which one? Uh, we had Dee Dee Hall. Oh, fun. And we had Dale Godboldo. Yes. Did you know him? I do. I know Dale very well. I love Dale. So Dee Dee, I came in after her on the show, but Dale, I still keep in touch with. Yeah. Yeah, he's an amazing human. Such a nice guy. Yeah, he's such a nice guy. And who else was in the cast when you joined? Uh, so there, we were the young ones. Like we, they were, we were the ones that were supposed to be, you know, right. the, 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 new the young, yeah, the young bucks. <laughs> um, it was, uh, it was a pretty crazy group of kids. So it was Justin Timberlake, mm -hmm. Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I know it's pretty crazy. It's so, it's so nuts. Yeah. And it's, they were all like about your age-ish at that time? Yeah. So I was the oldest. Um, Justin and I are around the same age and Ryan too, or, and TJ, TJ Fantini. Right. Uh, TJ and I, and Justin's a little bit younger than me and, um, and Ryan too. Uh, Brittany was the youngest. Right. I think she was like 10 or 11 when wow. we, yeah, I think she was like 10 when we started. Uh, I know. Can you imagine? That's, she's like literally a baby. My niece is, is like almost 10 years old. So I looking at my niece, I'm like, oh, a like year from now, you would be on a television show. A That's, huge and, and having a lot crazy. of responsibility. A lot of responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it was amazing, though. It really didn't feel that way. Yeah. It didn't. It never felt like responsibility. It felt like... I had found my people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because when you're, I mean, you know how that feeling is. Like I came from such a small town. It was, I mean, my family lives on a farm. Um, and and I love my hometown and it's amazing when I go back there. I still have the same friends I have from preschool, but it's, I was a kid who wanted to sing and dance and act from the time I was like three years old and that's all I wanted to do. And so and you can only do so many shows on the back of a pickup truck. You really can. I or know. like at the local high school. Sure. You can only make those high school kids pay attention to you <laughs> so many times. I mean, I have pictures of me at like five years old in the like the gymnasium and like kids are like passed out asleep. <laughs> you know, nobody's watching me. Um, you know, so yeah, you can only do that for so long. So then I show up there and and I'm like, oh, these are these people all look like me and they want to do the same thing that I want to do. And they're weird too. Uh -huh. And theater kids and, you know, so it, that felt really nice. Like I didn't feel like an outsider anymore. Yeah. And besides that, even the work, I mean, we worked in that last season, we were doing three live shows a week and working six day weeks wow. as children. Yeah. It was a lot of work, which is why I think so many of those kids that come out of the show have such strong work ethics. Sure. Um, but also, again, it just, it never felt like work. It was, it was a pretty incredible experience. Some of the best years of my life, that's for sure. That's awesome. And how yeah. many years were you on the show? We did the last, like, let's see, two seasons, which ended up being with that. And then we were doing like a little, you know, side soap opera that we did, which ended up being about two and a half to three years almost. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was really it was. It was really great. And also kind of like this, give you this great foundational training for anything you would want to do ever in the entertainment business. Like if you wanted to go on and be a musician, you know, right. you learned how to record in a recording booth and perform live and do music videos. And if you wanted to do sketch comedy, we did that. If you, you know, they're a little soap opera, if you want to do drama, which I went to do. And I was like, oh, actually, I really 
you know, that was the first time I realized that I really enjoyed acting. Right. Um, so yeah, you kind of got like this great foundational teaching. It's like Juilliard for <laughs> yeah. children, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. And when that ended, were you, was that the impetus to move to California? It was. I mean, I was devastated. <laughs> I was I'm like, sure. what am I going to do now? Go back to the gymnasium, you know, in my hometown. Like, what the hell am I going to do? Um, so there was an acting coach that was on the show who said, you should come out to LA. There's this thing called pilot season. I had no idea. So when I was 15, I came out for a pilot season. And then I was out here. I just started working. I was very lucky and um, worked out here until I was about 17. And then that's when I went and did the music business for a while. I took like a, a detour. Oh, interesting. It was interesting. <laughs> it was quite the experience. So were you, you were a solo artist or were you nope, in a group? I was not. So I was in a music group, me and uh, myself and Britney Spears originally before Britney became Britney. And so to take it back a little bit, um, I was dating, coming out of Mickey Mouse Club, I had been dating JC who was in NSYNC. JC Chazé. Chazé. Okay. Yes. And Justin uh, was like my very, very best friend. So they get an sync. I would fly back and forth from LA to Orlando to like visit JC, but also Justin's mom was like my guardian. So mm -hmm. I would stay with her and then stay with like essentially like all the sync boys in the house that they lived in. Um, <laughs> and also do my schooling. My tutor was down there as well. Right. So I traveled down there like several times a month. And so being around that, Miss Lynn, who was Justin's mom, right. was like, we should start a girls band. And I was like, I'm 17 and alone in LA. And the oldest person that I've had a chance to work with was like 24 years old. And I'm like dying out here with no friends. So of course I was like, yes. And so, um, She's like, I'm going to call Brittany and see if she wants to do it. And so it was me and Brittany. And then we cast like three other girls to come in and do it. And that's where we started. And what was the band's name? Um, it was called Innocence, spelled with S's. Great. Don't know why. Yeah, I have no idea. There were so many like bands at that like, time. Dumb that names. All, yeah, with these names. Just, that were just stupid. Yeah. Uh, that, random like, spellings it, it was awful oh, and we didn't even get to come up with it it was like a name that we were given it was like full on like pop machinery at yeah. its finest um, and yeah so that was the name and then Brittany ended up kind of getting plucked and going on to be Brittany and we brought in like one other person and the five of us we signed to BMG internationally RCA here in the United States uh, Lou Perlman um, who He's now passed away, but before that went to jail for the rest of his life because he's right. a con man and an awful human being. Um, he was the guy responsible for signing like Backstreet NSYNC, all of us. Right. And kind of as our group was like on the rise, like, you know, our our single was doing amazing. We were on all the tours. Um, his schemes, you know, all kind crumbled. of all crumbled and we lost our record contract. <sighs> And then he would not release us from our contract. So we kind of had to wait out the two years. Ugh, and lose all the momentum. Lose everything. We lost everything. And I ended up moving back out to LA and literally went to community college and was like, because I like couldn't do anything. Um, 
and I knew I always wanted to come back to acting. So yeah, I went to Santa Monica Community College and got my first two years under my belt. Wow. And yeah. Wow. It was rough waters, that guys. Is rough. So it when rough. the when the band when all of that happened and kind of broke yeah. up, you were nineteen? How old were you? No, I was twenty I was twenty two. Okay. Yeah. So you were kind of like, what now? Well, yeah. <laughs> like what? I mean, like I came back out here and, I, you know, like what agent? Like who? You know, it's like, it's been like six years. Yeah. Well, and you, so you I, still have that like drive and ambition, I'm sure, still. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, the story of my life, like trying to contain that. Um it really is. But um, I did. I, I like had the drive and ambition and everything. But A, I couldn't really work until my contract was over. But also, like, I was starting all over. Yeah. Really starting all over. People think like... The With music, no money. And at yeah. that time, it's a little different now. The music business and the TV film business overlap more. Yeah. But at that time, really, they Not were at two all. separate things. Yeah. And if you were doing music, you were off in a different yeah. world and it yeah. was like TV forgot about you and you had to kind of start all over again. Yeah, Not even... Well, yes, that, but also it was like you weren't considered a real actor. Right. You know, so yeah. it was also frowned upon. It wasn't like, oh, you do this and this. It was like, oh, you do that. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see her. You know, so it took a while to kind of, you know, really, <laughs> to to really yeah. like get an agent to like want to work for me again and to do all of that. It was, yeah, it was hard. Yeah, that's hard. And that was even during the days where like, if you were a TV person, nobody wanted to see you for film. Or if you did comedy, no one wanted to see you for drama. Yep. Now it's like all the film actors just do TV. So yeah, <laughs> it's a totally different, you yeah, know, there's... how things have just completely reversed. Yeah. Um, okay, wait, I want to go back a second to J.C. Chazé. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys dated for how long? Oh my gosh. Um, from the time I was 13 until the time I was eight or 19 no like 19 wow that's yeah. a long relationship it was very long it was the first love of my life yeah. oh my gosh yeah it was really long that's amazing yeah and then um, when they were like are, do you guys still speak no I mean I, I see him around yeah. and we're definitely like friendly like hi it's so good to see you but yeah. um, the it was like the breakup was yeah. pretty rough. Like we never should have been in a relationship because he's in a boy band and he's on tour, like wanting to have sex with like all the girls. Right. So like we never should have been in a relationship in the first place. Like It was a very bad idea. And like, I'm sure there's a part of, you know, the image that, you know, like whoever wanted to keep up. Oh, yeah. Like, none of them were supposed to have a girlfriend. So there was, like, these random girls that were just, like, traveling around with them on the tour bus that were, like, all Miss Lynn would say that they were all, like, we were all with her, you know? Right. We were all, like, you know, her friends, except for, like, I was, you know, 16 years old. It was so weird. That's so weird. Yeah, we never should have been. They none of them should have ever had girlfriends during yeah. that time. Yeah, no. What a so crazy dumb. time. That's wait, Stephen. You well, look pondering. Well, no, I was just. But it almost imagined those are the people that you connect with because you're working with. It's like, yeah. I mean, I I always feel like you know people say don't date your coworkers, but it's like those yeah, are the people you see th- every day. Yeah. If not your coworkers, who? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. I mean, and now it's like, you know, you got to be really careful because 
the hashtag me too. Yes. yes. You have to be very careful about you really you know, do. the lines overlapping. And- well, boundaries. And I have to say, that's one thing I never learned growing up on sets. It was it took me a long time in life to really learn boundaries. Because when you grow up on a set and everyone's loving all over everyone and it's like that kind of environment, like now I look back and I'm like, um, I was like a 13-year-old girl sitting on the lap of like a grown man. Like that's that's not okay. Yeah. I, I would be horrified if I saw my daughter doing that. I'd be like, get your ass off. Like, you right. know, um, yeah, but like we, there wasn't boundaries and nobody taught you about them. No. So it took me a long time to really learn what those looked like. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So then you're 22. Yeah. You're, you're getting back out there. <laughs> if you could call it that. Getting back out yeah. there. It's just Santa Monica Community College. Just do it, doing some like, you know, English 101. <laughs> and um, what was like the next big thing for you? Um, the next big thing for me was a show called North Shore. I yes. did for, um, for Fox, which was, I always say it was like the universe's, um, I'm sorry, your, your life got really screwed up. Here's, you know, your, your gift for like going through hell. Um and it was a great gift because I was in Hawaii for a year doing that show with wow. people that I really like. I'm still friends with, and I really, really loved. And that's uh, the dream. After it was. Gig, it everyone. was really a dream. Like I just, I to this day, I mean, awkward was pretty fantastic. It was one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me in my life. Um, not just the role and the cast, but it was very, very special. Yeah. But like North Shore, a year in Hawaii doing what you love to do with people that you really, really like. I mean, it doesn't get any better than no. that. It actually doesn't. No. No. And what island did you shoot on? Oahu. Okay. Yeah. And were you married at the time? No, I wasn't. I was with Ryan. Okay. Yeah, but um, but yeah, we weren't married. I've been with him for 17 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how did you guys meet? We met in the music business. So he was also in a boy band. Oh, um, man. That you can't was get like, away from him. No, I can't. I think I've only <laughs> dated boy band members my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> that's like so sad it's hey so man well sad. you gotta type you gotta type it's all right <laughs> but like what happens if my husband and i get divorced like i'm 38 looking for like a boy band member <laughs> so embarrassing donnie Wahlberg's taken like what's gonna happen to me um so we'll see yeah. what's happening with joey fatone i could always give a call okay <laughs> go, <laughs> go ahead <laughs> Yeah, Joey's always up. Uh, you he's know. around. He's around. He's down. He's, he's hosting some kind of you it's know food true. network show. I'm sure. Okay, it's so true. But um, yeah. So uh, we met. He was in a boy band called Take Five. And Take Five. Take Five. Oh my God, I dated someone in a boy band called Catch Five. Did you? I did. Stop. Stop. Like Catch guys, Five. Come up with some more names for the love of God. Oh okay. my God. Off, anyway, off air. I'll have to yeah. find out who it is. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so we met like, and it was towards the end that we started dating. Um, uh, towards the end of like my journey there and his journey, because the same yeah. thing happened to them, where like everything yeah. kind of fell apart. And my husband, instead of going back into the arts, he was like, "I only really got into this thing to like meet chicks and make money." So like, this is kind of bullshit. <laughs> like, 
I mean, I met, I met a chick, like I got a girlfriend, but uh, I made zero money. So I'm going to go to law school. And, okay. um, and so now he's an entertainment attorney. Thank God. He's very smart. He's very smart. I did not do that. He and did the Stacey Keenan route. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It's so smart. Um, yeah, and he's doing he's doing great. Like just that's awesome. killing it. Yeah, and loves his job. So that's important. That's very important. I always yeah. feel like God. I should have been smarter and just became a doctor or like a lawyer. But but then you're like, I I'll just about- play one on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Like, but I think about actually doing it. I'm like, ugh, but I hate all that reading. It's so dull. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can't, you can't want to just be a lawyer because it sounds fun. No. No. You know. But doctors, that's fun. I know. And yeah. I, I'm obsessed with the idea of having an office because I've never had an office. Oh, I know. I'm obsessed with the idea of an office. I had a friend that said, I was like, I just, you, I just want to have an office. He goes, what would you do in it? And I said, sit up. Just like, dick around all day i just have this idea that i just I get have a this, little like, mini little, tramp yeah i just have like a little space and i can just sort of do my thing get it like a uh, one of those like rolling yoga balls and- definitely you know i want yeah. a bar cart all the cool executives have bar, bar carts. carts i wonder I, how much yeah. they actually use those bar carts a lot <laughs> i would a lot i would i would yeah. i i i think that i the day that i get an office i'll be like i've arrived i've arrived yeah for sure mm-hmm yeah Here's it's to like, having an office. Here's to having an office, man. Here's to having a cubicle. I'll just take a cubicle at this point. You, know? you can buy cubicle things at Ikea now. <laughs> I know what I'm, set one I know what I'm yeah, getting you. Like, I have to go to the office. For just your birthday your... next year. Yeah, don't, don't bother me, please. I'll be in the office. <laughs> I'm just going to set up a cubicle in your backyard. Yeah. It's love that. I would love that. <laughs> um, okay. So, and then Awkward comes. Yeah. Great show. Thank you. And it was on for how many seasons? Five seasons. Five seasons yeah. on MTV. It should have been longer. MTV really boffed that one um, because it was, you know, it was, a, it was a very popular show. And I think that at the time when it, you know, when they didn't renew it for a sixth season, they were like, oh, we have all these things that we're now going to, you know, we're, we're going to go in this direction. And, um, and I think that they should have just done like, you know, Three more seasons of Awkward. Yeah. Um, it had such a great audience. It was such a good show. Um, really, really, really a tremendous gift in my life. And all of our lives. Like, we all yeah. still see each other and hang out. And we're just like, what would we have done without, like, that show and knowing each other? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Thank you. And was that your first time as a series regular playing a mom? It was. Yeah, it was. And I remember at the were time. you kind of like, <gasps> I'm not a mom. I was like, no, give me that job. <laughs> totally. I would have been too. Good for you, girl. Yeah, I was. I was like 30 and they were like, not only are you going to play a mom, you're like going to play a mom of a 15 year old. And it's I had amazing. a lot of actor friends, actress friends who were like, but aren't you so worried that, you know, now you'll only play a mom? Isn't it too young to play a mom? I was like, no, give me that money. Give me that job. Like, I will play a mom all day long. Totally. Yeah, I'm in it That's to win great. it as a mom. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, it's so funny the way they cast moms. You don't go from, there's no linear progression. No. So all of a sudden you get to mom age. <laughs> yeah. I just, I got to mom age at one point, but I, I wasn't yeah. a mom of an infant and then, you know, a toddler and that. Thing. No, mom of a 13 year old, first time out the gate. That's it. Oh, what oh was I turned that 34 and I'm, I have a 13 year old. Oh, okay. Some dog saves the Christmas with Dean Kane. I had a. <laughs> dog saves the Christmas. <laughs> I think I've done one of those too. Yeah. Who hasn't? Yeah. There's always a dog saving Easter, yeah. Christmas. Yeah. I'm ready for 
you know, the dog who saved Halloween, yeah. President's Day. Why not? Why not? Um, so it was one of those, but I had like a 13-year-old daughter. It was yeah. absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> but but just said yes. Hell yeah, I did. Exactly. You kidding me? Put she's that practically e- taller check- than I was. Yeah, check that ego amazing. at the door. I'm like, I'll take it. It's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is the... All right, I'm going to ask a couple rapid fires. Okay. Uh, do you have any... What's the worst audition you've ever had? There was an audition where they wanted me to come in and do a British accent. And I went in and did a Jamaican accent. Okay. Okay. And I don't know why or how it came out of me. I've never done it before in my entire life. We put it itself. Like. And uh, it was like, uh, and it was this love, not a love scene, but it was like, you know, young love. And uh, I actually went, but I love you, man. <laughs> and the casting director looked at me and I looked at her and I ended it. I ended the scene and I was like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what that was. And she goes, yeah, that was interesting. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, thank you so much for seeing me. And she was like, have a great day. I've never been back in her office. Like I've never been back in that office again. She's like, she's like that will not, you'll never set foot inside my office again. That's (sighs) so, that's terrible. That's awkward. Really bad. Yeah. Having, you know, committing to an accent is, is rough. It's really rough. There's also like one particular room and I don't know what it is about this room. And the casting man is, is so lovely. He really is. But, I don't know what it is about the room. I think I need to go in with like some incense and like just like, or send someone in before me next time. But I never, I, I always like choke in the room. I, I don't know what it is. I, I've been in his room probably like 20 times and God bless him. He keeps being like, let's just give her another, let's bring her back in. Let's bring, you know, maybe it was the role. And it's like, nope, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but like it's never happened to me before like that. But that's also really it's bad. It's I've had like 20 consecutive bad auditions in that room. God, I did something recently where I had to put myself on tape. (laughs) And, you know, putting yourself on tape is a double edged sword for me. Mm hmm. On one hand, you can control the audition, 100%. right? 100%. So you flub a line, you don't like what you're doing, you want to start over again. You can take as much time as, you know, your husband will allow you to, uh, who is probably <laughs> doing the camera work and trying to read lines while the football game is on pause. Yeah. So let's be clear, there's a finite amount of time, but it is longer than you'd usually get. So... This particular audition, <laughs> this is horrible. It was for like one of these VR video games. Oh, Lord. so it would have been like a motion capture, the whole nine yards, which I've done one of these before. They're actually pretty cool because you end up putting on this suit and then you sort of do the entire game in scenes, but you work in like a black box theater oh. while they have all these different cameras around you. So it's kind of like that doing is cool. theater yeah. in a way, which is really cool. Anyway, I I actually like went all in. I was like, this could be a really cool job. And I would really like to play this like crazy <laughs> alien, you know, who is trying to seduce this guy. Like I was going all in. I wore, I just wore all black because I figured they want to see kind of what you look like, but they're going to change your figure put anyway. Tennis balls on you. Yeah, put tennis or... balls on me. No, I didn't go that far. Um, but then I have my husband reading with me and <laughs> Okay, someone just said this quote the other day, and I found it so funny, because in this moment, I completely 
empathize with it. Somebody said, this actor said the other day that he had overheard Tony Danza saying, the thing with acting is, it, you just have to get over the embarrassment. It, acting is so embarrassing. And if you just get over the embarrassment of what you're actually doing, the fact That's that great. someone's like, action, and you're like, I hate you. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are we actually doing? And action. Let me tell you something. Like, so here I am just getting over the embarrassment of literally my husband going three, two, one, pressing record on my iPhone and me walking into frame, literally having to do a sexy slither dance as an alien and then sit down and like seduce him from across the room. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then I don't even think I booked it. That's the thing God. that hurts the worst. That's I spent like my entire Saturday being a sexy slithering alien. <laughs> That's the worst. I, and it took me four times to upload the video and send it because the file was too big and I'm compressing it and sending it. No one even said thanks. They weren't even like, thanks for sending it. Thanks for putting in the work. No, I was they like, never do. Motherfuckers. They never do. This they is like, where is this stuff going? Into the ether. I, if I find that video, I'm the, putting it online because it's terrible. Hopefully my Jamaica <laughs> audition went right into the trash. That's all I'm saying. I hope that never resurfaces. I mean, oh, I don't know about God. your slithering alien, but like, I hope that Jamaican audition never God, sees the light of day. Bless my husband. He said he thought it was very sexy. That's really sweet. I know. I know. But it, it that is the ridiculous. Like when you do that and when you really commit to it and then like, Nobody, a nobody says something, but B, like you don't even get the job. Yeah, I always like it's the things when you like show up to the audition, you have to be like a whore, and right. you're in like the whore outfit with the heels and everything. Only jobs like, I book. Walking down the sidewalk in the street, yep. and you're like, this is so like just all my dignity is gone. Being it's cat all called by random people in trucks. It's gone. No dignity by you, and I didn't even book the job. And didn't even book it. Nope. Uh, what do you do? I have a question. What do you do in a scene when it says she kisses him? I'm sure in some of these, you know, in these Hallmark kiss. movies and whatever. But then there's like a kiss moment. Yeah. You're obviously not going to kiss the cast. Oh, you director. mean in the audition? In the audition. Yeah. But like, what do you like? Are you making a kiss face? Are you just glossing over the moment like it's not even there? Are you looking at someone sensually? I just kind of like take the moment to look at them. Like, and get, if it's Hallmark, then I like I would like look at them in a very sweet way. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> if it's uh, supposed to be a very sexy, like, kiss, um, I mean, I wouldn't be like... <laughs> oh, she, like Nikki's making faces. You don't want to see that. Um, lip motions. Yeah, I wouldn't... Uh, but, like, I would just take, take a beat, and that's it. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Because I had a I had a had um, an acting teacher once. Oh, no. But I was young. So I was maybe like, I don't know, 19 or something. And there was a lot of like pilots and things. And it was a lot of teenage angst and a lot of kissing and things like that. Yeah. And she told me to just like, like give a, like close your eyes and just give a, like a, an air kiss. Who is air. this person? And I was doing that for a very long time. No. That had to be horrible. I'm sure the casting director was just looking at me like. What the hell is happening? See, this is my problem though with casting directors. Say that. Just say, say it. that. Be just like, say you don't like, need to do that, sweetie. Don't need to. Ki yeah, just say it. Like help a sister out because we're already coming help in here all doing out. ridiculous things. Say no need to kiss. Let's nope. just make that a moment. Let's do it and one more on. time and like 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's so awful. Oh, God. Yeah. I can only think of all the tapes that are out there of me just like <laughs> kissing the air like a fish. Making like basically fish lips at the air. Oh, yeah. No, that's exactly what I looked like. It would be See, terrible. That's, that's really, not cute. It's rude that now nobody that told you. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's not cute at all. <laughs> oh, God. I've got to think, overthink my entire career now. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. Um, all right. Uh, any uh, worst ever parenting stories? Yeah, um, I have <laughs> I have one that just happened last Thursday night. Um, I was doing the dream feed for the baby, yes. and um, I was getting him back down. It was about eleven o'clock, and um, I it was in the dark because we were in the bedroom, and I like leaned down uh, just to make sure I was changing his diaper to put him back down. That you know everything was clean, and he I heard him go. Ugh! And when he did, he projectile shit all over my face. <laughs> and I just like, have you seen those like movies where like the water's spraying out a face and you just like somebody's just going like, like it's coming so fast and hard that you can't do anything about it. And so then finally it stopped and I like, turned away and I was like, oh, uh. And then I turned back and he came again all over me. Oh my God. I'm not go- like, honestly, it was probably only like 10 seconds, but it felt like only a, 10 a, seconds, like 30 seconds of full projectile shit. And then he finishes and he's got it on him. It's all over the bed. It's on the floor. It's all over me. And I'm going, help. like I can't even talk because it's on my lips so it's like if I open my mouth it's gonna like go into my mouth and my husband like pops out of bed this is not gonna paint him in the best light god bless him but I'm doing it because what an asshole he pops up out of bed and he's like what is going on I just fell asleep and I was like help it's poop it's everywhere and he's like oh God, I'm so angry right now. I was asleep, Nikki. I was asleep. And he gets out of bed and he's like, oh, I'm going to Hudson's room. And he goes to lay down in my four-year-old's room as I'm standing there. And I push the baby up on the bed so he doesn't fall off the bed. Safety first. And then I walk myself into my husband into the my son's room and lean over my husband like so close over his face and I was like do you smell that that is the smell of shit and the next time you have shit all over you and you need my help I am going to walk away and go into my son's room and go to sleep as it's like dripping over on my oh my god that is amazing and I leave and like five minutes later my husband comes like walking in there as I'm like trying to clean the shit up off the floor and everything he's like I'm really sorry I had just fallen asleep I'm like what I had just fallen asleep. That's no excuse. I have shit all over me. Like, it was the grossest. I can't even believe it happened. I still can't believe it happened. It was so bad. That's the worst shit story it was, I think I've ever heard. It was so bad I that I don't know that I'll ever get over that. And with that being said, thanks guys so much for having me today. <laughs> 
know, and, and he's a baby baby, so it's just that liquidy. It's liquidy. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was just liquidy yellow. Oh, Stephen, isn't this just making your loins burn for a child? Ooh. So excited. Get, <laughs> get you some. Oh, God. You know, there is such a thing my girlfriend says with her husband where if he something like that happens and the baby cries or whatever and he wakes up with a start in the middle of the night, she's like, he has like night terrors. He yeah. gets like like night rage where he doesn't remember being that angry but oh, he's no. like, what's happening? And then like goes back to sleep and he's like, I never did that. No, that's what Ryan she's like, does. No, um, no, you did. Yeah. You were like a complete beast last yeah. night. You don't remember any of it? That's He's so like, interesting. No, There's sure got to be I a didn't. thing. It's going to be some kind of sort of like aphasia or something. Stephen, look it up. Sleep aphasia. Yeah, yeah. It's sleep. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, oh anyway. man. That's the best and worst one I've ever heard. Good for you. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, I'm afraid to put the challenge out there to find a worse one. Yeah. Anybody has a worst shit story like child it. story involving that please i welcome it i want to hear it uh email us at worst ever podcast at gmail.com uh nikki you're a delight thank you and i'm just selfishly glad that we could hang out because me i too. don't get to hang out with you enough i know me too i was really looking forward to today I know. thank you so much so let's rectify that number one yes number two vegas 2020 okay <laughs> <laughs> number three Duder. Duder. But you and I will just start it and we'll get our husbands together and see how we match make. I think that will, I mean, like, well, let's start with them. Yeah, we'll start with them. Perfect. And then we'll just branch out from there. Perfect. Okay. Um, where can we find you on all the social? Oh, um, Instagram. I'm Nick, N-I-K, Deloach, D-E-L-O-A-C-H. And then on Twitter, it's Nikki Deloach, the full name. And then um, Facebook, same thing, Nikki Deloach. Awesome. And where can we see you next? Um, right now, nothing. I am just like literally coming out of like um, baby ba- hibernation. Baby hibernation. So I'm tiptoeing back out into the world now. So we'll see how that goes. I'm sure there will be something very soon. Some kind of love story on Hallmark. <laughs> Single dad, a young shopkeeper. Owns a Christmas tree farm. Yes, Christmas tree farm or an art studio. Yeah. I love those. I haven't owned an art studio yet. That would be nice. A bakery. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to get them to like send me to some tropical location to do one. Hell yeah. Yeah. I just want to play your slutty best friend. Yes. Can we do that? Yes, you could do that. Maybe we should just write one. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. But right, you have, but, but you can play the slutty best friend. I'm not ready to get in a bathing suit yet. Oh no, I that's all I play. Okay, good. I just play the slutty best. We'll friend. We'll be great together then. Okay, okay, because right. I play the like everyday looking person. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha, Cabo! Here we come, Brandon, bro. Booyah! <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. You can find me on all social at Yolakin. And you can find Stephen Ray Morris. You can always find me at Stephen Ray Morris on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Follow us for Worst Ever Podcast at Worst Ever Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and Worst Ever PC on Twitter. And don't forget, you can email us thoughts and suggestions. We love hearing what you guys have to say. And maybe we'll read some of your stories and comments. Um, Worst Ever Podcast at gmail.com. We will be back next week with an all new episode. So stay tuned. And thanks again to RX Bar. Don't forget, you can get 25% off your first order. Go to rxbar.com backslash worst and put in promo code worst. Nice. Anything else, Stephen? No. I'm going to just have 
uh, phantom shit st- uh, fear now from now on. So. Well, don't worry. Your your skin looks beautiful, and um, all you have to do is moisturize. I will. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.